Greetings, troubled listeners. Welcome back to the Troubled Men Podcast. I am Renee Coman, sitting here once again in the heart of the Clempire, Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge, with my co-host, the original troubled man for troubled times, and future mayor of New Orleans, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Welcome, Manny. Isai Morales. Okay. That's who the actor I was thinking about a couple episodes ago, whatever. Okay. Remember from that show that you like? Um, right. Uh, uh, Ozarks. Uh, Ozarks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, sure. <laughs> East, I, mean, I could not remember his name, and then I finally came to me, so I wrote it down. Eastside Morales. He plays the head of the cartel. Does he? I don't I, know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't watch the show. I right, gave up right, on the right. show after the first few mm. episodes, but you love that show. Yes. Yes. Eastside Morales. Okay. Is his name and he was uh, 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 in La Bamba. He pray he played uh, Richie Valens' brother in La Bamba. Okay, and we were uh, we were both courting the same girl in L.A. and uh, 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 she chose me over him. Okay, congratulations! What an idiot she was. <laughs> <laughs> she really put her yeah. put her money on the wrong horse yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, because I think uh, I knocked her up. Okay. <laughs> and uh, had to pay for an abortion. Yeah, there wasn't like. there wasn't any big payoff. There. No, there wasn't any big payoff except that she kept coming back for more. So. Okay, couldn't get yeah, enough Manny yeah, Chevrolet. Well, chicks, chicks dig Manny Chevrolet. We know man. that. But that's it. Isai Morales was the name. Okay. So I don't know if you got any emails or text messages about um, who that actor was from our from our three fans. Right. Um, we we haven't gotten any yet, but uh, I'm, I'm sure people are going. Yes, yes. That's that's who it was. Right. That's who Manny was thinking sense of. of satisfaction yeah. close that loop Isai Morales okay. who's a great actor I think yeah. he's a fabulous actor yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you know and he, he continues to work and that's all about That's a, it's just about the work yeah you know? absolutely man you yeah. know so Isai Morales okay, yes. if you're out yeah, there yeah. Um, <laughs> hit us up yeah well yeah. no don't look for me <laughs> don't all right? look for us yeah, he still might be angry I have no idea yeah yeah you know? hopefully he's I'm uh, you sure know, he's, he's moved on bygones be bygones yes. I'm sure he's moved on right, right, and right. it's all good you know well, uh, so so Manny, uh, speaking of moving on, uh, let's move on from that. And and uh, we've had some time off here. It's been a, we've been on hiatus for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you went on a was it a vacation for Manny Chevrolet? Well, yeah. I now, just now can we can we guess where does Manny Chevrolet go on vacation? I, I'm, I'm guessing I, maybe I, like a. a uh, like a Perillo tour of Tuscany, perhaps? <laughs> no. No? Okay. Uh, what not, about uh, what like a, a Viking cruise down the Danube? No. No? What about it. like an insider's tour of the Lady Boys of Bangkok? No, I, I didn't leave the country. Okay. I'm not going... What fuck? No, I'm not going flying out of the country, man. Because no anything you need, you have in America. It's a, it's a. Well, a, no, I, it's a, I, yeah, it's a wild country. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like what's that? You know, it's like oh, you're going to Europe. Been nice knowing you. Okay, you've got <laughs> dental charts. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. No, I'm not going anywhere. I didn't go anywhere. I, I, I basically stayed, uh, stayed in this area and uh, oh, just really? relax because I'm. I, I uh, uh, I'm having uh, uh, a lot of physical problems. My back is getting worse, and I don't uh. even know if it's my back or not. I think I was misdiagnosed, and I'm waiting to see a couple of specialists right hmm. now. So I, I no, I, I didn't do anything except uh, I, I went and me and the wife rented a. Uh, we went to the Four Seasons and rented a room for a couple of nights. And hung out in the Four Seasons luxury room, and uh, and hung out by the pool. Okay. And uh, that was good. So that you don't have any exciting stories. You weren't out there. Nah. I thought maybe you were on the West Coast, perhaps. No, uh, I didn't. Real? No. Okay. It's, uh, All right. Have no, you I know. seen? It's a have you tried? Have you? Have you have you seen the prices of airline tickets? Well, I, I did actually fly to Hawaii since I saw you last. Oh, yeah, but that's paid for for well, you, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't give a fuck about <laughs> no, that. No, it was expensive, though. I know how much the ticket was. It was yeah. not cheap. No, Do I Do you know that I w- we were thinking of going to see a tour some colleges in the east, and uh, around we were going to fly to Savannah and then get a car and check out this college in Savannah and then go up the east coast and check out a few more colleges for my daughter 
And do you know what a round trip to Savannah was going for? Let me guess, six hundred dollars. Six hundred and fifty dollars. Fuck me, man! That used to be like a three hundred and twenty-five dollar ticket or something. Well, I man. thought it would be like an eighty-dollar <laughs> race. Savannah yeah. is like a two-hour flight. Well, right? yeah, but Savannah, one of those lesser markets, you know, it's it's they're always going to be and more then expensive. To rent a car. It was like almost a thousand dollars a week. Right. I saw rental cars have gone up. Uh, yeah. Like and then the price of gas or something. is five bucks a gallon. Yeah, Manny. It's, uh, so I was just like, you know, uh, well, maybe we'll wait for the fall or something to do something. But yeah, no, it was. It's insanity what's going on, and uh, you know what's and, and what's also going on. I, we we did this staycation, and I was so afraid to leave the hotel room because of. You know, I didn't want to get murdered or car, sure. you know, hijacked. Sure, it's a hotbed down there. Yeah, it's like it's it's just awful what's going on in this town right now, man. It is just bad. Man, I saw in the last couple of days they had had two shootings on I-10. Like people that don't even didn't even know each other, just people get, <laughs> getting shot at. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like in, remember, like you see those old westerns or those old movies where. They put a couple bottles or cans, and you try to shoot them. And sure. Who was the better shot? Right. You know, that kind of... I think that's what's going on with just the freeway. <laughs> People are just like... It's like... Uh, can you hit that Ford? Uh, can you hit that Ford right oh, there? Geez. That white Ford? Boom. I think that's what's going on Well, right the now. Saints aren't playing, so, you know, you got to bet on something. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, no, it, it's insanity what's going on in this town right now, and that's why... Um, I, uh, you know, I, I'd love to leave. I would love sure. to leave right now, but if you could afford it, if I could afford it, I would get out of this fucking town in a second, man. Okay. It's just insanity. What's going on in our fucking mayor? You know, in, instead of addressing our crime and all that, she's she's swimming with children in one of the pools that's open. I, I saw that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what you, you want to see your mayor in a in a in a bathing suit. You know, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you don't do. know. Well, I don't yeah. Know. It depends on the mayor, you know. I don't know. I can't think of many. I don't that think I if I was mayor, suit. I don't think anyone would want to see me in a bathing suit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'd probably wear one of those old like uh, 1920s one-piece suits with the stripes. Yeah, with the stripes, yeah, yeah, like yeah. kind of like Laurel and Hardy wore sure. and stuff like that. <laughs> I could see you in one yeah, of those. Man. I would like one of those actually. Uh, Victor H. Skiro. That's what his bathing suit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Former mayor Victor Skiro. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. That's going our, our guest is going way back. He's got yeah. some. He's got some institutional knowledge that we're going to tap into here. I can't wait to get to him. Well, Manny. Uh, you know, I, I had an interesting thing happen since since last we met. I was uh, I was in Audubon Park here, not too far from where we are now, and uh, and uh, hanging out with. Uh, you got raped. Uh, well, not this time. Okay. But uh, I don't want to go back too far in the in the timeline here, but. Uh, uh, I was sitting there with with my old buddy uh, Scott Ploche, and and we're just two old men in the park sitting there on a Sunday shooting the shit. This guy's running by on the on the path, and he goes, he sees us, and he goes, "All right, Trouble Man Podcast." Oh, really? <laughs> and uh, and I said, "All right, man, uh, trouble never ends." And he shouts back, "But the struggle continues." Wow. And, and I was like, "Fuck yes, man!" And Scott Ploche goes, "You know that guy?" I was like, "No." He goes, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "No, I don't know that guy." Maybe he knew Scott. I well, uh, no, I mean he uh, he's he's a fan. He, so uh, there you go, man. He, uh, or it's uh, well, getting some great. penetration there. Okay, well, you, you had some excitement on yeah, your day in fun. the park. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, I'm not. I, I don't have anything. Okay, <laughs> I really don't have much of anything. Right, right. I have just been too concerned about uh, what's going on with my health and stuff like that. Sure. To uh, to watch think. the news or think about anything. I mean. Uh, I have a few things I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Okay. There was a one thing. Where is it? Oh, you know, during the, uh, my vacation, uh, we went to a restaurant. I'm not going to give the name to the restaurant. It was very good, but uh, I was disappointed in many ways. Um, but um, our waiter, our waiter was a, uh, he was fantastic. Hmm. And I said, you've always been working here at this? It was like a four-star restaurant, a James Beard award-winning restaurant, that okay. kind of stuff. And he said, no, I used to work at this deli. I had waiting tables at a deli. And I said, oh, well, that sounds like fun. He said the only fun he ever had was going up 
to the old Jewish couples and saying, is anything okay? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, The old ones are the best ones, man. (laughs) And... um, and I got a big laugh out of that. Sure. You know, and he's still, this guy is waiting tables to this day, and he's very old and stuff like right. that. Well, you know, it used to be that, uh, and, and it still is to some some degree at, at some of the finer restaurants in New Orleans, that that's, uh, you know, a waiter is a profession. It's not just something, you know, you do in between jobs or until you, your acting career well, yeah, uh, picks Yeah, I mean, up, I, but, know, uh, I know a guy who uh, who's a member of the ring room. And he's been waiting tables at Cafe de Gaulle for like 30 years. Okay. Um, uh, he's not getting paid. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> he's, he's just there waiting tables. The owners just like him because he shows up every day. Okay. Well, He's not really on the payroll. Well, but, it's uh, more than most uh, employees, yeah, I guess, these anyway, days. Yeah, so it's all good. Uh, okay. So, what, you know... Well, uh, What's up? I was going to say, uh, well, we did have some sad news. If you haven't been following the news, man, you, you might have missed this one. What? But, uh, you know, every week, uh, you know, we're dropping like flies. You know, the, the, our, our peers, our, you know, those we, we uh, were, were fans of. And we lost a great one, Miss Julie Cruz. Remember Julie Cruz? She was a singer. Uh, David Lynch uh, uh, produced her record. She was... Uh, uh, I have no idea who you're the, talking about. The, Julie Cruz. Julie Cruz. Uh, How do you a, spell the last name? Uh, it's uh, well, you're asking me. I can barely spell anything. My own. Now. I think C-R-E- it's C R U I S E. Like Tom Cruise. Yes. Yes. I don't um, know who Julie Cruz so is. So she had a song, "Floating." Uh, it was kind of like doo-wop, but like kind of fractured doo-wop. David Lynch produced the record. It was featured in uh, one of the songs in Blue Velvet. And you'd recognize the song for sure. I'll okay. use it in the I'll use it in the, yeah, the break here. Yeah, put it. But uh, she have... has a very angelic kind of ethereal voice. Uh, David Lynch. Uh, Did you sleep with her? Uh, well, no. <laughs> I mean, and now I, I can't even say not yet because uh, you okay, because she's dead. Now she's dead. Yes. She doesn't owe you money though, does she? Not that I know of. Okay. But uh, but I was a fan. In fact, I, I just listened to her to that that first record a few weeks ago, and you know it's it's a. 30-year-old record or something, and man, it still stands up. The uh, it's It sounds as fresh. And David as, Lynch is a record producer? Well, yeah, he's, you know, he's, David Lynch is multi-talented. He's quite a good painter as well. as uh, He's a handyman around the house, too, really. You know, he has that, uh, that little... Uh, I don't know, uh, internet show where he uh, does some home repairs. You All I remember that? besides yeah. his movies is that he had a, uh, a, a little cartoon every week in the L.A. Weekly that ran on for years. I don't know if he's still doing it, but it was the very last page of the L.A. Weekly, uh, which is a Los Angeles paper, like the Gambit Weekly. Right. And it was called The Angriest Dog in the World. <laughs> right. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and it was brilliant. It was so fucking... It was just that dog tied to a tree outside, <laughs> and he would be listening to what the owners were saying inside. Uh-huh. And it was only three captions, and Lynch did, did such a great deal. Oh, fucking, he was fabulous with that. And, uh, you know, I'm a fan of some of his movies. Some of them are good. Some of them are great, and some of them uh, I have problems with. Sure. But anyway, so she died. Yes, she did. I'm she, sorry. Yes. You know, I don't know who so, she is. Well, well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, well, you better get some per- on the show permission then, from uh, David Lynch to play uh, it. Maybe I'll take a chance. You know? right. don't, don't sue me, David. It's, right. it's, uh, it'll be in tribute. Before we let's get to our guest because yes, I'm yes. excited about mm-hmm, him. Right. Um, there was one. I don't know if I talked about this in previous shows, but um, maybe I did. I don't know. But um, there was a, a woman in some place in some parish here in New Orleans, in the, uh, north of the lake, who was arrested. She was in a wig store. Did I talk about this? No, not that I remember. She was in a wig store. Some you know one of these small parishes on the North Shore, right? And she got arrested because she started to take shits on all the wigs oh, in the store. <laughs> well, that hear? doesn't sound right, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, she started to take shits on oh, all these Jesus. wigs. And I, that, that was basically that the, the headline was like, you know, woman is arrested for, you know, not they didn't take say taking shits on wigs. Oh, but sure, you know, yeah, yeah. It was a proper way to some, say it. Something more delicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah something yeah. more delicate on that. You know, sure. You know, um, and so I tried to investigate more in the story and it was some, like I said, it was some parish, you know, very little parish in the mm-hmm. North Shore or whatever, or northern Louisiana. And she was, um, she was a regular customer hmm. who used to come in and, you know, try on wigs or get makeup <laughs> just, and stuff like that. Just, uh, so I don't know if she was angry. Just, maybe dissatisfied, she, maybe yeah. Maybe she was just dissatisfied, you know, with the wigs that <laughs> she bought. She was, she was wigging out. Uh, was she? <laughs> yeah, she was wigging out. Or something, but she arrested, and she was a like a thirty-five, forty-year-old woman who uh, who had a steady gig huh. and all that stuff. But something just snapped, or, or maybe she just had to go. I have no. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I, I don't know. She asked if they had a public restroom, yeah, well, and they yeah, said no. Yeah. She said, "Well, okay, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. You know, we can do this one yeah. of two ways. You know, but um, so well, I guess the wig is a good thing to shit on because it will soak up." Whatever. Uh, I don't know. Feces. I, I, yeah. You, know, I don't you don't want to shit, you know, yeah. on, uh, on any hats or masks. Uh, or, 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 I, I, I think it's pretty much a lost cause, whatever it is, uh, whatever know. the receptacle is there. I know? just, you know, yeah. Okay. Well, I could go really further with this. But yeah, I don't no, think you want me to. <laughs> no, I don't. Thank <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> Thank all you for right. that. Uh, I just Manny. wanted to know what her last meal was before she <laughs> shat on all those wigs. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe someone knows more about this story. They can write into it. Hope she didn't have corn. Uh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> corn uh, on the cob. Yes, uh, or soup. Okay. Yeah. Yes, we can yeah. all. Uh, our, our, our guest or, doesn't want to engage you either, Manny. Uh, you can see the way he's looking away. Wow. He's averting your eye contact. Do you like Manu, though? This is a great lead in, though. I got to tell you. This is, yeah. <laughs> I haven't had this one before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get to our guest. Um, Top that. <laughs> now that he's all teed up. <laughs> sure. Because he's in the market for a wig, he told me earlier today. <laughs> okay. Pretty soon, yeah. yeah. Okay, actually, our, our guest, uh, like many of our guests, uh, he's he's no spring chicken, but he's got a nice set of hair on him, man. He's got a, a powerful <laughs> set of hair still. So, uh, okay, well, I'll get right to the guest. Uh, he's a he's a guitar virtuoso. He's yeah. a he's a terrific composer. He's a founding member of the legendary instrumental rock, jazz, funk band Woodenhead. He's been playing for like forty seven years. Crazy. Uh, he's, he's a founding member of some other groups, uh, Twangorama, he has with Cranston Clements and Phil Degree. He's also has a New Orleans Guitar Collective and the New Orleans Guitar Quartet. Lots of stuff. We'll get to all that. And also, I, I just found mm-hmm. out recently about him. His rap name mm-hmm. is Smooth Booty. Okay. <laughs> That's his rap name. I found. I, okay, I, I, I right. did my homework. All right. Well, thank you, Manny. I, did uh, I, I, I didn't no, have that in my notes. It's a wig uh, defecator. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Well, uh, without further ado. A shitty wig. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go right. ahead. Without further ado, the great Mr. Jimmy Robinson. Welcome, Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. gentlemen. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Man, Jimmy. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, like, you know, you know, we've had. Uh, just over 200 shows. A lot of people I've had in the book for like four years. You're one of those people. And you would think, well, why would you have me in the book for four years? Because it's like, I know I want to get you on, but I'm kind of just, you're gestating in my mind. It's about you know? time, don't well, you think? Well, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's like, the I, I don't I, I go by my gut instinct of, of when the time is right and yeah, a couple right. a couple yeah. of things have happened recently that that have brought you up to the the, the top of the that I thought the time is right so one of them is we had uh, Rosie Rosado on recently yeah old friend and he talks about going to this uh, this this concert uh, when he was uh, in the military uh, in like. Uh, the, the Celebration of Life concert. Yeah, yeah. And and I was reading an article about that in Rolling Stone from a few years ago, and you are quoted in that Rolling Stone article as saying that your band played at the Celebration of Life. That was your band. That's a long now, time I, ago, too. I thought yeah. it was called Ejaculation. But it you, was. You correct? Oh, it, it was. was. Okay. It was. And I should clarify that that name came from the Catholic prayer book, Catholic Missal. They had these little short prayers called Ejaculations, like Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and, Jesus, pray for us. So we thought that was great. We picked that up, and we got a lot of flack from everyone 
took the other meaning of the name, but that's where it came from. Okay. And uh, so, like now, a but Rosie forth. also said the celebration of life festival. He got shot. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. it was a, a freaking madhouse. Yeah, and it was kind yeah. of at the tail end of the the big festivals, and uh, up until the very last minute, they were trying to shut it down. The locals had injunctions against it, and finally, they got an injunction. Uh, to lift it and the festival happened but they had bikers at the front gate and the people were getting attacked and it was kind of it was a guy named Steve Kaplow who was the promoter who did, had done the um, very successful New Orleans Pop Festival right. and they had a lot of the same bands It's a Beautiful Day uh, Amboy Dukes um, a lot of bands that were real big at the time it was really fun, and I was a kid. I mean, I must have been like 19 or something. Uh huh. And we and, played on one of the backstages. And, uh, and and from what I understand, to correct me if I'm wrong, but but your band was one of the few bands that actually played at this. Well, a bunch of bands played, oh, okay. and it went on, but it was it was so haphazard, and the security in those days was non-existent. They had a bunch of Hell's Angels, and so it was like Altamont. It was way out in uh, around Alexandria, out in this horribly hot field. It was on a river, so everybody could jump in the water, and that was that was cool. But at that age, I thought it was great, you know. But it was a little scary, uh, but it was, you know, it happened. But the, I think that the big festivals were on the way out at that point right. for, well, this for was, obvious reasons. And this was after Altamont, and okay, and, uh, yeah. and actually more people died at this thing than at Altamont. So. <laughs> yeah, cool. I don't know how many people died, but <laughs> I think we, they said we, three we pulled people through. Died yeah. the, so you, you made it out safe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so so that happened. Also, I'm not sure if you are aware that... that uh, at our 200th episode party, which was held right here in the, the patio of Snake and Jake's Christmas Club Lounge, at the end of this very successful event where we recorded for two and a half, three hours and had all these people here, I packed up all the stuff and uh, went home and the next day realized that all of the gear for the podcast, including the recording of that podcast we had done was gone <laughs> so sounds like something i would do <laughs> it was gone for the entire length of jazz fest this happened the night before jazz fest started oh it God. was gone the entire time at the very end of it uh miraculously we got it back this last wow. sunday of jazz fest yeah. now coincidentally you had uh, uh a a very treasured guitar recently. Yeah, this is the height of my uh, champion stupidity of my entire life. During uh, Jazz Fest? No, this happened? was a couple of, uh, month or two ago. I was leaving a gig at Chickiwawa with the Guitar Masters. I have one of these cars that has a lift gate that will open itself. Uh huh. And I pull away from the club thinking it's closed and it apparently was open. So I'm driving from Chickiwawa up Airline Highway to my house and then I realized. Something's weird. I look back, the tailgate was open, and my Taylor 12-string, which I've had for, like, God, since 92, had ejected itself out of the back of the car. Oh. I went back and looked. Nothing. I went back to the club, and they went, yeah, we saw you pulling off. You had your tailgate open. Oh, like, really? It was already open there. Yeah, you but Jacques, couldn't who, tell, right? the only guy that had my phone number was Jacques, who was running the club, and he was gone, so they didn't know how to let me know that I was doing the stupidest thing ever. So anyway, I put the, the word out to pawn shops and music stores, et cetera. I haven't found it yet. I have a police report. If anybody hears this, it's a Taylor 855 jumbo 12-string. It has two input jacks on the side. It's got a bunch of this sort of stair tread sandpaper stuff on sides and back to keep it from slipping. It's got an extra pickup in the sound hole. And, you know, I'm probably well, never going to so see it. So do you think either someone just took it? Somebody or? found it, and they either pawned it or sold it, or they don't know who it belonged to. Because another stupid thing was I didn't have my name anywhere on the case or on the guitar. Right. So you think it fell out? It definitely fell out. Absolutely. Right, so yeah. it, didn't, it wasn't like just taken. No, it fell out the back of my car because I'm an idiot. Right, so that's on Canal Street, that club, right? From Canal Street up Broad Street to Airline all the way to my house, some kind of way on that route it fell out. But I found another one, same model, same era, early 90s, and it's working great. So, wow. you know, live and learn. Right. Maybe one day it'll come back. You remember well, Spencer Bowen, our dear friend? Sure. Uh, departed. He, lo he got four guitars stolen out of his car in front of Tipitina's decades ago got them all back went you know, to pawn shops yeah. you know I was going to say Jimmy that's a very unusual guitar it, it's not like a, it is. it's I mean, not like a Mexican Strat or something where there's a million of them, it's you know? got a lot of things about it it's got a sunrise pickup in the sound the thing about acoustic guitars though is the serial number is written on a piece of paper inside of the guitar any good thief would tear that out immediately 
So we'll see. I mean, I just I'm paying for my stupidity, basically. Right. So. Well, I, I, well I, they're not very smart thieves in Orleans Parish. <laughs> yeah, they're right. fucking idiots. So we, I, I have hope that 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 your thing is gonna is gonna come back because you know I've so many musicians That's like. That's what the, my wife told me. Right. She has hope for my thing coming back. <laughs> right. Sure. Well, yeah. you know, there's, yeah. there's always hope springs eternal, as yeah. they say. Um, well, you know, the, we, we know so many stories of, uh, and, you know, people hear this and they think, oh, wow, how could, how could you do that? But I totally understand. I mean, it's, it was it just makes, stupidity. Well, it's, it's not just that because, I mean, how many times have you taken the stuff home and that hasn't happened? But, yeah. you know. Well, uh, those cars have a little thing. If there's anything in the track where the door closes, it reopens itself. Crazy. Apparently, that's what happened. I thought, okay, I'm going. I put my stuff in, closed it, took off, and it reopened itself it as I was driving yeah, away. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, a Subaru, bad idea. Subaru, right? It's a Subaru, yeah, yeah. That's what, Swedish or Danish? What kind of car know, is that? From Mars, I guess. It's a good yeah. car, except for that element where the, you lose a guitar when you <laughs> when you yeah. drive it. Yeah. Design. But you know, now if I get it back, I'll have two. So great. Okay, there you, you go. Know, yeah. What are you gonna do? Double your pleasure, double your yeah. fun. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, uh, well, so 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 all those things converging. Uh, I thought, okay, this is the time. This, Now's this, the time. The Let's get this idiot in up. here before he loses something else. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> loses his mind completely. So okay, so let's let's uh, step back. So you right. are a native New Orleanian, correct? Yes. Now, uh, uh, your family's been here for a, a while. Yeah, my grandparents and my parents. Yeah, we've been here forever. Right on. <laughs> so, you, you, so long you don't even remember how they got here. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. That's that's how my family is. <laughs> so, what neighborhood did you grow up in? Uh, I grew up in Jack? what's called Lake Terrace, which is out around oh. UNO. Sure, along the yeah, lakefront, yeah. it's all land that was reclaimed from Lake Pontchartrain back in the fifties. Right, and right. The, when the we moved in, there were no houses in the neighborhood, and slowly it became this densely populated suburban neighborhood. Great place to grow up, you know. You know. Is that like the? Would you go to the Lake Vista Community Center? Uh, we I went to school at St. Pius the Tenth, which was right smack in the middle of Lake Vista. Okay. So yeah, um, grade school. All so, right, yeah. all right. So you went to Catholic schools yes, as, I did. as a kid. Yeah. yeah. And uh, at what point did you get turned on to music? Oh, gee, Beatles, I guess. You know, okay. I was about nine. I got a guitar and started going at it. Right. Now, was George Harrison your guy? Cause I, yeah. It, it's been scientifically proven that he's the best Beatle. It's, <laughs> it's, look it up. Look it up. Google it. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> well, I think so. Well, well so uh, since I, uh, what did you think of uh, the Get Back movie? I watched it, and a lot of it was like, <sighs> it's like they're going over these songs that I've heard a billion times, and they're doing it, yeah. and I'm like, that's not it. Just listen to the record. That's <laughs> <laughs> not the way it goes. It was fun, but I mean, six. I, I watched about four hours, and I, I love those guys forever. It was fun to watch, but you know, it got to the point for me where I was well, like, "Well, see, I I know. liked watching Yoko." Yeah, man, he had a great take on yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, I thought I just because we've already heard all this stuff, we've seen yeah. all this stuff between indeed, the Beatles. Indeed. So I watched Yoko. And I just couldn't believe that she was in the studio sitting there the whole time. My, my wife well, wouldn't even want to do that. She'd be like, I'm going to go home. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> she, yeah. well, I have a buddy of mine who has a theory on Asian women with white guys. Uh, usually the white guys are nerds, and that's why the Asian women attract to them. So anyway, it's a whole different theory. I can't even get into that right now. <laughs> okay. Um, um, oh, but... But Apparently she was very intelligent, very smart, and very talented. Yeah, and, and then I heard Still later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I heard later. But and I love her voice. She's got a great voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Get your attention. That's yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I heard later uh, after watching that uh, uh, documentary, which was made by the guy who did a remake of King Kong. Um, Is that the same guy? Yeah, same guy. Wow. Yeah, and uh, but I heard I had heard that. Paul had actually met her first before. I did John. hear that. Yeah, I did now, hear that. Yeah. Uh, really? But I mean, the guy loved her. He wanted her there the whole time. I can, I can see. It just well, seemed I a little odd to us being Beatles fans that there was somebody else sitting there the entire time. But yeah. he loved her, and that's just. Well, it, I think you know. she was also his connection. Yeah, you know, I think so. I mean, she was his muse, I guess. Yeah, she was his Chinese connection, oh, wow. man. <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh, I know about that. Okay, man. all right, I know all right. About Some that, inside man. inside information here. Yoko well, is code for tar. Well, <laughs> I don't know. So, Jimmy, so you get your your uh, kid turned on to the Beatles. Uh, what you're in uh, middle school at that point, or something? Well, or were you we already playing music? elementary school? Yeah, at were first, you already we were, playing it, an instrument at that yeah, point? Yeah, I got a guitar and started playing p people's parties, and we played at school assemblies and stuff. And it was kind of my way out of being a nerd. I didn't do any sports, and I was like just an idiot. And then they 
the nun said, would you bring your guitar to school and play? And I played, and it was like, oh, suddenly, wow, you know, girls this guy were can looking actually, at you. this guy can do so. I don't know about the girls, but it was like, well, the boys I, I, had were a, looking at you. I had a skill that wasn't okay. throwing the priests a ball were around. Looking at you. The priests were looking at you, yeah, you were <laughs> getting some att- attention yeah. wherever, you know, attention's good wherever it comes We were from. a little bit before that, uh, that, um, Okay. Phase and priestdom or whatever you want you to call You think? It. No, I, <laughs> probably I, I, not. No, but I, I, I don't think I, I, so. I don't think <laughs> we didn't know anything about yeah. it. I was an sure. altar boy and a traffic boy. Oh, okay. And I got kicked uh-huh. out of both for missing too many um, masses and early well, morning traffic boy you're stuff. Very yeah. smart. Yeah, you're. But the traffic boy <laughs> uniform was was the shit. It was like a a bandana. I mean, a, a belt that went around your waist oh, with yeah. a badge. And oh, you got I remember. Big boots and a rain suit. If it was rain, it was sure. Great. And, and a flag. You got a flag. That's a right. Flag. The flag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. A position mustache, of authority. A tiny mustache. <laughs> <laughs> mustache optional. Sure, sure. Well, so. Uh, so at that time, wh- wh- what kind of bands were in town? Were there were there bands in New Orleans that were? Uh, yeah, they had some. They had a couple of bands like the Greek Fountains, and they were the first band to grow their hair long and emulate the the Mersey Beat bands, the British bands. Hmm. And they played all those songs, a bunch of cover bands, and they actually had a regional hit called Counting the Steps, and they were like the shit. And uh, Frank Boo, I had a band called the Palace Guard, I think. They hmm. were pretty popular. And Frank, the drummer from, uh, from the, the Radiators. Radiators, yeah, a bunch right. of cover bands that did real well. And um, we started trying to do our own songs as soon as possible. And um, I played with a bunch of dorky bands as a kid, but we finally got ejaculation going. And we would play the, f- the free concerts. That, sound, that didn't sound right, did it? <laughs> no, it sounds perfectly sounds normal, perfect. to, yeah, normal yeah, yeah. to me. But we'd play the free concerts in Audubon Park. At that Park. age, yeah. Right, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The riverfront at the, at the Fly, we started in City Park, but we moved to um, Monkey Hill, one of the shelters that's no longer there. And then we moved out to the riverfront, and we do these free concerts every Sunday. And at the height of it, there's like 4,000 people every Sunday would wow. come out. So that was kind of our first big thing that we got, got rolling. And you're getting paid? No, it was a free concert. Nobody got oh, paid. Oh, God, 4,000 people? <laughs> every Sunday, it was like the big hippie event, uh, until it was too cold to play anymore. And what year was this? This would have been 70, 71. I mean, okay. It started when I was still in high school, and uh, it went into the 70s. Well, that sounds Fucking insane! It was really fun. And all, every band in town would come out and play. We we started with a generator, but then the park let us use their electricity. The Almond Brothers came out and played one day. Cranston was on that on that gig. I was going to ask Cranston you, Clemens. like the guys that 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 were around then yeah. that we would know now. That's so. where I met Cranston Clements and his brother Dave. We were in separate bands. He had a band called Black River, and we were both playing, and we became friends then. And, and y'all were teenagers. I was probably God, maybe sixteen, seventeen, up in there. Uh huh. And, and so Cranston and Dave were seventeen or fifteen old, or something. A little older oh, than me. Okay. Yeah, but right. you know, yeah, it was great, great times. It was really fun. And he's like, you know, getting to play for a big crowd at that age and doing original music. It was great. You know. And yeah, so were you getting laid? Uh, a few times. Yeah. I could I could right. make you a list. I, I remember all their names. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Say the first three names right oh, now. Oh no 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 no. Just oh, the first no, names, no, not no, the last no. names. Can't do it. Manny Manny loves this. Uh, no, <laughs> nobody else does. <laughs> Everybody well, else feels about? uncomfortable no. <laughs> saying any time. This is your favorite question. There's there's no guest we've ever had that likes when this question gets asked. <laughs> All right, um, whatever. I know, I know. So, so during this time that you're learning to play guitar, were you studying with anybody? Or were you just learning from records? Not until I got into college. When I got to college, I studied classical guitar at, at Loyola, uh, and um, that was the first of any kind of formal training. The verse was just sitting there with the guitar and banging it out. Right. You know? So you uh, you you bypass the world of strings, Hank Mackey. You never yeah, spend never studied with Hank. Everybody I know okay. worked with Hank. I think right? I did have. I think I probably had two lessons with Hank back in the day. But I got into college and did classical with a guy named Richard Green. Oh, yeah, yeah. In composition with a guy named uh, Patrick McCarty, who's sure. left us. And um, so that's... Yeah, both know. those guys were still there when I, when I went to Loyola. Yeah. But, uh, and then you went to Eastman after that. I went to Eastman uh, f- for composition for a little while and studied with a guy named Samuel Adler, who was Taskmaster in, in grade. And that was a good experience, you know. Yeah. Picked up some information. And, right on. You know. But you, uh, you didn't want to go into academia, and you didn't want to stay in, in upstate New York. I actually taught for a living for a while back in those days. Oh, okay. uh, a little bit at Loyola, a little bit at Delgado Junior College, mm-hmm. and at Ursuline High School. I got some jobs teaching. But I really, I'm a terrible teacher, and I hate it. I, I preferred <laughs> to go hang sheetrock, which I did for a while after that. Okay. You know, I, I don't think I have the temperament. Like My partners, John Rankin and Cranston Clements, great teachers. They're good at it, particularly John. They love it, you know, but for me, oh, sorry. Okay. So, uh, so you know, you're you 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 have all this this training, 
1975, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the Prague movement is going strong. Uh, and, and the fusion stuff started kicking in. And okay. to be honest, it was the Mavius New Orchestra with John McLaughlin that turned the whole thing around in my, for me. And we, were, we started doing it. We'd been doing this proggy kind of thing with vocals. It was kind of stupid. But then we realized you can just do instrumental stuff. And you can play a lot of solos, which I loved. And that's when we formed Woodenhead, based around that idea. And, uh, you know. Right, right. So Woodenhead is a very intense instrumental, uh, you know. Now, uh, I read somewhere that, that you said, just don't call it fusion. And I thought, well. Yeah, at one point that became a dirty word because a lot of the really kind of lightweight bands doing fusion with, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, but there were a lot of bands that was like smooth jazz, right. which I really didn't like. I liked the, the hard-edged, rock-oriented stuff. And, you now, know. it's it's interesting because right at the same time that, that you're starting Woodenhead, and I remember the, that that year because I was in high school at that, that time and, and y'all were playing out, but it's right at the same time uh, punk rock is starting to happen yeah. in New Orleans, and, and the, uh, which is like the kind of diametrically opposed uh, impulse almost. You but know? that's what, we did a lot of gigs with those guys. I know, I know. That's, that's what's funny Cranston about it. Cranston Clemens had Sex Dog, right? which was a pretty much a straight-up punk band. We did gigs with them, the Men in Black. Um, Clark Vreeland and Spencer Boren had a band called Room Service. Sure. They had a punky edge to it. And we would do gigs together. It fit really well because well, I, I was, I was really at those gigs. I remember it, but yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought you know it's uh, pretty interesting. I mean, it was all really aggressive music, uh, a lot of guitar, and it, it just worked really well. In those days, things weren't so um, compartmentalized. I guess you'd say. I don't know that they are now, but throughout the history of it, it's been back and forth where some bands wouldn't lock with other ones. And, People liked some things and didn't like other things. In those days, it was kind of anything goes, you know, which was great. Had some great gigs in those days. Like, have remember shows at uh, the CAC? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. We did a bunch of gigs there. Right. And uh, they just say, yeah, you can have the room. We bring our own beer, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like a lawsuit waiting to happen. Right. But we put on a lot of gigs there, and it was A bunch great. of underage kids passing out in the seats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, good Some times. crazy bands in those days. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, heady days. So, uh, all those bands are gone, Jimmy. Wooden head is well, still Well, Cranston is cranking up Sex Dog again with these 60, 70-year-old guys. It's <laughs> really, and they sound really good, but it's like these old dudes playing, uh, you know, kind of punk songs that they wrote. It's really fun. They're really, right. Oli Sesson is the other guitar player. He's a great filmmaker, Oli. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sex yeah. Dog, no. they played... Uh, uh, they played my, at your thing. Yeah, your, my your, benefit. Yeah. And who's the lead singer? Uh, Rick Wigington. Yeah. He's one of the best front men I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, really I didn't care for him too much. He tore, <laughs> do, he tore down my uh, Manny Vermeer sign. Well, there's a reason you don't like him. But you got you to gotta give him his front man props, I think. He was trying to be yeah. edgy. Yeah, I he don't was, know. He was doing his, his uh, punk thing. Yeah. Okay. Well. Oh, okay. Whatever. And you, I guess you represented the establishment because you were running for mayor. Well, so. I don't know if I was the establishment. <laughs> I just didn't dig that he tore down a sign that me yeah. and Dave Clemens took hours to put up. Not good, Rick. Yeah. If you're listening, yeah. Rick, that yeah, was well, bad. You owe Manny an apology, well, yeah, yeah. my friend. Uh, you're, you're not the only uh, the only guy with an axe to grind <laughs> with, with Rick. I'm afraid. Uh, but he, he not, knows how to work me. a room. He's, he's, he's good at it. You know, we're we're no spring chickens, but they're still doing it. And they they sound great. I love him. Yes, yes. Well, uh, well, you know, actually, I spoke to Dave Clements earlier to, tonight, or, or texted him, and he said he might be dropping by, so there he you might go. have a cameo appearance. Rush by, with uh, royalty. Or he might be that's dropping right. dead. He, well, yeah. that's always a possibility <laughs> at our age, man. And we are in the drop zone. I have to say that this is the darkest bar I've ever set foot in. Okay. Here at Snake and Jigs, it's beautiful. I love it. My eyes are getting accustomed to it now. There I was a in. bar in, when I lived in New York. There was a bar in New York. They called the Sandbar. Yeah. It was kind of in the East Village, and the whole floor was sand. It was beach sand. Hence the name. And it was darker than this. Okay. It was darker than this. <laughs> I have it's a closet for, at my house. Good for us old know. guys if you can't right. see us that well. Well, know. a lot of people I noticed at that bar would put towels down and pretend like they were getting a tan. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. A moon tan. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. it was good. It was a sandbar. Okay, well, uh, well, Manny, maybe we should uh, take this uh, this opportunity, this little lull in the action, to uh, refresh our cocktail. Sure. What? Yeah. All right. Uh, the nation knows what to do. We'll be right back.
And we're back. Back with Mr. Manny Chevrolet. I am Renee Coleman. Back with our guest, Mr. Jimmy Robinson. Now, Jimmy, uh, I know you're kind of new to the program. Uh, I can tell already that uh, you're, you're, you're buying in hook, line, <laughs> and sinker. But, uh, it's a blast, uh, man. I'm having a good time. Right on. So, for, you know, for the, the Troubled Nation knows that, uh, you know, we're, we're back to our original sponsor, which is Loose Change. Yeah. And uh, Loose Change, loose Jimmy. Loose Change is I mean, everywhere. Yes. If you look for it, it's everywhere. Yeah. The sofa cushions. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. I think and you know, the supermarkets have those loose change things that you can do now. You Converter, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right, right. To, we just took a bucket to heroin. You can convert it to heroin. <laughs> okay, wow. That's, uh, that's a real innovation, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, hadn't heard about that. Well. But, uh, you know, well, we can do that for you, too. So... But uh, so uh, you know, let's let's cut out the middleman. Cut out the uh, what is that called? Uh, coin Star. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Coin Star. You can uh, send it directly to the Troubled Men podcast. And uh, to do that, we have the PayPal link and the Venmo link, which is uh, there. And but are we doing Bitcoin? Well, no. You know, Bitcoin <laughs> is a speculative uh, uh, asset, man. I it's, have no idea. I, I'm so confused on this Bitcoin. They're going yeah. the way of Beanie Babies. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, one time, Beanie Babies Great were all the rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cabbage Patch kids. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But some um, some countries have invested in Bitcoin. Yeah. Like, you know, the dictator of, I think it's El Salvador or uh -huh. Nicaragua. I did see that. Who's telling his thing. whole people to do Bitcoin. Right, right. And he's full of good ideas. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, he's a good guy. Sure. I, I, I have no idea. I don't know him that well. But he's never done anything to you, personally. Yeah, he's never done anything to me. And that I think you know I, of. Right. I think we have the same name. I think his name is Manuel. Okay. I, I have no right idea. All right. Manuel Chevrolet. Okay. Manuel Chevrolet Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, be that as it may, uh, again, we can, can leave out the, the cryptocurrency and, and keep it in uh, U.S. dollars and uh, support the Troubled Men podcast. You know, if you're listening to this now, uh, it's not by accident. So, uh, you know, you're, you're listening week in and week out. Please support the podcast week in and week out. Uh, you know, we're just trying, to, just trying to cover our asses here. And, uh, you know... Shout out to all the 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 uh, Patreon people because they they are uh, uh, helping us week in and week no, out. I don't know what that means. I know, Patreon I know, I know. It's it's, it's 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 complicated, but we do have a Patreon page that you can sign up for, and, and it uh, makes it easy. But we do have a shout out to a, a, a recent uh, supporter, and uh, it was uh, Stuart Stafford, and he. Uh, Bought us a round of drinks here uh, after hearing the 200th episode. He was so enthused oh. about it. So uh, that's a popular episode still, man, <laughs> even though it's a, a few weeks old. And uh, Does so, he go by the name Stu I, I, or you know, Stuart? I, I, we'll have to ask him. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know him uh, very well, but uh, I guess we're getting to know each other better all the time here. All right. Um, but uh, beyond that, uh, follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, uh, subscribe to us, uh, to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you know, rate, review, uh, give us five stars. You can say, fuck Manny and Renee, five stars. We like that <laughs> um uh what am i leaving out here oh yes we have the uh trouble men podcast t-shirts that uh you can order there off the the link that again is in all the uh the the, the pinned facebook post or the any uh show notes of, of any episode and uh, I'm sure I'm leaving something out. Uh, you know, the iguanas will be going out on tour again. Uh, Good. The beginning of uh, August, rather. You can uh, uh, be going into the Midwest and uh, all around Colorado. Been uh, nice Rocky knowing Mountains. you. And uh, <laughs> you can find all the information on that. On Don't uh, go near Yellowstone Park. Iguanas.com. And I'm guessing that uh, Jimmy uh, uh, Woodenhead must have uh, uh, some dates coming up at some point. That yeah, you can we've find got some things coming. I, I had to put. I'm, I basically tour as a soloist. Um, I go to Europe every year, but for the COVID, I had to cancel everything. And that'll be coming back around as soon as I can muster. Do you up have the dental dates. charts? I'm sorry, I do. Yeah, I okay, keep them in, in my pocket. Yeah. I have them in, uh, on. If you're going on, to on Europe, you're going to need those dental yeah. charts. I post them on uh, okay. dentalcharts.com. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we have a we have a gig that we're doing in September called the Across the Pond Guitar Festival, and I have some friends from Europe that are coming over. A great guitarist named Gavino Loce from Italy, who I've played with, 
and a great guy from Toronto, Adrian Rosso. And then we're going to have um, Papa Molly, uh, Layla Musselwhite, um, geez, Jamie Lynn Vessels, Cranston Clements, all the local guys. Nice. And we're doing that in September, and then we're doing the same lineup at the North Shore Listening Series in Covington that our friend John Otan runs. Right on. Yes, my old, I went to uh, Loyola with John yep. Otan. Yeah, yeah this Italian guy too. you have on the gig. He's an amazing guitar virtuoso yeah. who lives in, in Make Italy. Make sure he bathes. Bays, okay. yeah, he does. He's a very cleanly guy. Okay, because right. those Europeans don't bathe much. Well, the Italians are good. They invented the baths, the Romans. Come on, yeah. it's, 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 it's one of their things. Yeah. Now, Jimmy, you mentioned uh, Layla Musselwhite, uh, yeah. Charlie Musselwhite's daughter. Yeah, she's uh, wonderful. And we really become a good friend, and we play together. I was going to say that. Yes, you, you, she, she's been uh, developing uh, her, her solo act for yeah, a few she's years. Going with that. She has a band as well, and I've subbed for her guy a few times, and we've done duo gigs. But Layla's really got something special. She does like the National Steel style guitar and very blues oriented, but she writes really great stuff. And, How uh, old is she? Um, I think she's about 10, 12, maybe. Something <laughs> 10, like that. 12 yeah, years old. Sure. We've met Layla. She's actually uh, she's, she's a member of, of the, the Ring Room, and she stopped, stopped by a couple of times. I'd actually like to get her on the you podcast. You should get her on the show. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. great. And she's no, a no. sweetheart. She's, she's, she's very 10 years old. No, no. She's somewhere between 10 and 45. Yeah, yeah. She's a bit younger than us, Manny, but within striking distance. I thought it was too rude to ask her how old she was, so I never do. But she's great, and she's up and coming. I think she's really going to do well. And her dad, everyone obviously knows, he's like an icon. You know, icon. I, I, who's her dad? Uh, Charlie, Charlie Musselwhite. Musselwhite. Great, I have no idea great who blues that is. harmonica player, oh, okay. one of the giants. Uh, you know, has I, he been on the show? He has not. He has not. But you know, I actually made a record with uh, with Charlie, or I, I played on a Charlie Musselwhite oh, record cool. that that uh, Keith Keller produced. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, and one time I ran into Charlie on the road, and I I, I told him that, and he goes, Keith Keller. Yeah, had a lot of problems with that guy. It's <laughs> like, well, uh, rest in peace, Keith. Many yeah. people did, but I, Keith, was a good friend of mine. But when I mentioned that to Layla, she goes, "Oh, that's one of my favorite records by my dad." I love you know, that a record. shout out to Keith. We were doing a Woodenhead live recording at Tipitina's, and we had a Tascam sixteen-track one-inch tape machine, mm -hmm. which at soundcheck failed. It would not go in to record. We called Keith. He came rushing over with three ADAT machines for you audience members to know what that is. Oh yeah, with pre primed tapes ready to go uh -huh. save the gig nice. and we had a full house and we made a record out of it and uh, in fact you know, that's one of the records I brought you tonight and Keith saved the day on that right on shout so, out to Keith you gotta Keller, give it man. to him he's, he's he, in heaven now but, he's a uh, guy I miss so much man it's yeah like he was good when, when, when we lose people like Keith you know when it happens that that's the last. Like, there's nobody behind him yeah. that's going to take his place. Last of a breed. That's Absolutely. It. That, that he was very gone. overweight, though, I think. He was well, a huge yeah, guy. He yeah, he was huge like 6'3". Yeah. He might have been yeah. like he was 380 pounds. Yeah, he, was he was a, a big boy. Fuck, yeah. But he was light on his feet. You know, that's... Uh, oh, we did well, some no, things with Lil Queenie so, there yeah. in his studio <laughs> and a lot of other things. Yeah, Johnny Allen, the late Johnny Allen, late Lil Queenie, we recorded there. and Yeah, Keith was cool. Yeah, yeah. So And so you bring up Lil Queenie. Yeah, uh, you know yep. an, an, another another great dearly departed. Um, you know, you see, you, you have so much institutional knowledge, Jimmy. I That's met Little Queenie at a place called Ford's Place. It was around the corner from Tipitina's. On Jimmy Ford owned it, right? Jimmy Ford owned it. Annunciation in Laurel, I believe. And I met Patrice Fisher, Charles Neville, Ron Kachia, Ramsey McLean, all these musicians that we went on to have long relationships with at that club. They were all playing there. Wouldn't right. Ed played one of our first gigs there? Back in God seventy five when we started the band, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and Queenie was just a, a dear soul, and we did a um, a memorial concert for her, and also a benefit before she passed away, and we went through her catalog, and it was astounding. I mean, she had we had like a hundred songs, everything yeah. from solos, duos, trios, jazz bands, rock bands, country bands, a recording with the Louisiana Philharmonic that we did at Loyola together, and all this great stuff. She did everything. I mean, wow. she was just uh, one of a kind. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so, yes, the institutional knowledge we were talking about. So I was going to ask you, so you go back with, with Lee like a long time in New Orleans? So you mentioned yeah. like Ron Cuchilla. So I was a, a huge fan of the jazz the poetry. jazz poetry group, yeah. yeah when yeah. Ramsey McLean was in that, Ricky, Sebastian, a um, right. bunch of great people. And that was really kind of groundbreaking at the time. I just ran Ron, into Ricky. Ron also passed away. He just died not too long ago. Man, well, we're yes. dropping like flies up in here. I'm telling you, man. That's why I had to get you on. You know. Well, yeah, I'm long. I'm not long for this world. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking good. You're, look, you're looking quite fresh. Let's see what happens. Jimmy, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Lee was something, and all those people. I mean, 
built relationships with those people decades ago, and a lot of them are still with us, and some not so much. And Spencer Bourne, too. I met him at, at uh, um, Ford's place. Jimmy Ford managed um, Peter Holzapple's band. Um, God, I'm having a senior moment. What were they called? The Drifters. Before that, he had a band called... The Grifters? The DBs. Uh, the DBs. Yes. yes. Uh, well, Peter Holzapple's not welcome on this show, because he refuses to be on this show. Apparently. Oh, you should have him. You should talk him yeah, into it. Yeah, but he... Uh, uh, on for you. I'm still trying to. No, yeah, it's like, he, you know, He Peter's, refuses to be on well, this show, he, so he, fuck he, him. He declined. No, not... And we love Peter. He declined. He respectfully declined. I, I respect... I'll twist his arm uh, next time I see him. There you go. Yes. It's a, it's a soft sell on Peter. Yeah. Wait, wait, you know... Peter he thinks he's better than us. Is what <laughs> no, is. I think Peter... He's better than me. I, I think Peter uh, <laughs> listened to a show and thought, mm, do I want to expose myself to that? Maybe not. <laughs> so I get it. I totally get it. But uh, yeah. But anyway. uh, we're, we're, we're circling and we're orbiting Peter. It's, uh, he, yeah, can, yeah. he can feel it. He yeah. can feel that, that we're he's got a closing track in on him. Too. He's played with oh, a lot yeah, of great yeah, people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, Peter's quite talented. And, and yeah. you know, again, we have... Man, he had, used to live across the hall from Peter, right? Is that correct, man? No, I took over his apartment. There you we go. lived in the same apartment. Okay, there you go. I actually yeah. have um, some guest appearances by Susan Cowsill, who was married to Peter for a while, on a couple of my records, who's wonderful, fantastic singer. We love Susan. She's great. Has she been on your show? She oh, has. yeah. She was one of our earliest guests. Yeah, and, Susan you know, is the I, shit. I've, I've been playing with Susan for, for a few years. I finally wormed yeah. my way into the band. And I was going to bring up, actually... Um, you know, one of the times I, I saw uh, like a, a great uh, covered in vinyl performance with yeah. Susan was the the White Album. Yes, that we you did the whole White on. Album. Thirty three songs. We had one and a half rehearsals. Yeah. So I wrote charts for the whole book. I still have it, and we learned it, and it was astounding because that was the the modus operandi for those gigs. Right. We'd have maybe two rehearsals if we were lucky, and everybody would learn the music, and we'd come in and do it, and it was it was pretty astounding. Right. Some great gig. They brought me in for um, All Your Experience, the Jimi Hendrix record. Let's get a guy who plays loud guitar. Okay. So I did that, and I stuck around for about 20 more gigs. And we did The Birds, Greatest Hits, and The White Album, and all this really great music. It was a blast nice. to play with those guys. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Susan is so sublime. You know, you can be standing next to her in a rehearsal, and, or I can anyway, and tear up. Because yeah, she did that to me plenty of times, it's, big time. She, it, she's so emotionally present. Yeah, it's it's undeniable. You know, it's there's. And I brought her in for some songs on on my records. Uh, one was Eight Miles High, the Birds cover, and a couple of tunes that I wrote. And she just nailed it. And she did these beautiful harmonies. I mean, she's been doing that since she was a. I think she's the youngest female to ever win a Grammy when yeah. she was in the Cow Seals. I think she was like nine years old yeah. or whatever it was. You yeah. know, yeah, she's the shit. I love her. Yes, yes. What what can you say about Susan Castle? Well, well. So uh, you know, you were talking about how you do a lot of solo touring because you are a, a, a guitar virtuoso, and you and you have uh, oh, shucks. you have all these these techniques. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of mm, unusual uh, techniques on the guitar. A lot of a lot of harmonic stuff. And I was going to ask you, uh, did you ever? Uh, study with or, or or dissect Lenny Bro because I you know my my uh, my former partner and good friend Phil Degree studied with Lenny right I know and Lenny is really some but I, I didn't I kind of didn't never went the jazz route anyway I did classical guitar and then I was a rock and roller and made up my own stuff but Lenny is like a astounding innovator because you know I recently saw uh, an Andy Summers quote uh, which you know not that I really follow Andy Summers, but it's kind of random, you know, from the, from, from the police, the guitar, the guitar player, player with the police. police. Uh, okay. and, and, and he said, uh, yeah, you know, me and Sting, we used to do this stuff because I, I had all this uh, harmonic stuff that I'd learned from Lenny Bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's crazy. And Lenny had a lot of really unusual techniques with harmonics uh, combined with picking. And Phil does that stuff, you know, for days. Right, know, but just funny to, to I, I never connected, like, Andy Summers and that think. shit that he does, like, If you look at what Lenny he's doing Bro. now, he's got a lot of jazz bow stuff on his videos and stuff he's really has been pretty accomplished jazz player but the police were you know undeniably you know you what are you going to do well no he was obviously a, a, a great guitar player but yeah. it's just interesting the way you, you you don't you wouldn't think to make that connection i wouldn't it's have like, either yeah you know you like the right. police 
Yeah, they were great. I mean, I, I didn't buy police records, but they were undeniable. Yeah, I remember I saw them in concert in the early 80s, and yeah. it was one, one of the worst concerts I've ever seen. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You always say that, man. Yeah. You're like, you're like a, a ray of sunshine yeah. on this thing, man. No, it was, it was, it was uh, at, uh, uh, what's that theater? The Enormo Dome. No, in LA, and they were they were filming a music video. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that might have been contributed to the fact that the concert sucked. It was awful. You know, I have a yeah. friend who opened for them at Old Man Rivers. There were like twenty people in the audience. Yeah. They were traveling yeah. in a station wagon. Yeah. Same guy opened for U two at Old Man Rivers. Same deal. Twenty five people in the audience, but it was yeah. like, well, these guys are obviously going to be huge, but way back in, I guess, the early 80s, whenever it was. But. Right, yeah. A, a guy that I was going to, when I was in high school, a guy that was still in high school with me went to that police show at Old Man Rivers, and he said, yeah, I, was, I got there for the sound check, and they were kept getting shocked. They were getting shocked on the, <laughs> yeah. from the Shocking mic. News. And uh And they got pissed off, and they, they stormed out, and they were sitting on the curb, and I went and sat next to them, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be famous one day, my friend. Uh, crazy. We yeah. actually played there with the Dixie Dregs. There's another huge influence on us. The, the full balls of the wall rock instrumental band, the Dixie Dregs. And uh, Ed White, who was booking the place, called me up out of the blue and said, You want to open for these guys? They play instrumental rock like y'all's. And it was a, another amazing turning point. Absolute virtuosity, Steve Morris and those guys. Yeah. Great band. And they played at Old Man Rivers, you know. Back in yeah, yeah, where is Old Man Rivers? So it was on the West Bank, but like close to Bridge City. It's yeah, like way down on the West Bank Express. So that's where the juvenile prison is? It's close to there, I think. Yeah, where yeah, all yeah. the kids are escaping Yeah, yeah. From. So, well, they have pretty yeah. much an open-door policy. Yeah, it's you come know, and go, you know, you check yourself out, check yourself what's going on in the news in. with all these escapes oh, yeah, going? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, my camp that. idea is really well, taking fruition, uh, Renee. Well, we'll see. I'm not sure that that's really going to straighten anybody out. it's going to straighten the whole well, fucking parish know. out. Because this great... city is fucking burning in hell, man. The crime and murder that's going on in this city, I'm thinking of moving. Okay. I'm thinking of moving. Right, well, My neighborhood's been pretty safe. We live around okay. Ostrom Hospital. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're in Jefferson Parish where they have yeah. cops. You know, we have 600 <laughs> cops in New Orleans Parish. Yeah. We have we down to 600? 600 cops <laughs> for a city of 500,000. Why am I stopping yeah. at any uh, at any? Yeah, exactly. Or, uh, this has got to be the worst. I, I, we're so fearful. I, I, you know, I, you know, I want you to walk me to my car. I will. When we live, he- I, I when always, we live here, because I, I this do. city is fucking horrible right well. now. It's okay. a horrible, horrible place to be in. Well, I don't so know, that's, that's not for the tourist yeah, But you know what? Here's the what they do. Podcast, you know, the tourist here. message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, 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 no. Here's the thing. They took a study. I just saw what's his name. Um, they took a study. Seventy-five percent of the uh, residents in Orleans City don't feel safe here. But here's what's going to happen. You can have another parade or another festival on the second line. Everything will be okay until you get murdered, you know? You know? So good luck, New Orleans. My studio is in uh, Orleans, Paris, and we haven't had any problems. It's been good. I mean, you know, I know there's crime, but where we are... It's been nice knowing you, man. Well, I I was going to say, Jimmy, (laughs) I have my dental records on file. There you go. What is it? Dentalrecords.com? Dentalrecords.com. Okay, I'm going to have to register for that myself. Yeah, you better. Incorporated. Right. You better wreck. Well, you know, it. it's uh, we could all go to uh, to writing our names on my our arms when we leave the house. So Actually, I don't have any teeth are. left, so it's not an issue. For uh, me. I'm right so, behind yeah, you, man. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yes, you brought up uh, your your property, and I was gonna yeah. say you you like Manny and myself. You're a property owner. You yeah. uh, in, in Orleans, Orleans Parish. Parish. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, big in, real estate tax. And and you have the the great uh, uh, rehearsal space. It used to be when we when I got in my heyday, I had thirty five. 40 rock and roll bands in this building and it was like an absolute madhouse <laughs> so what now building it, is this? It's, it's called the Big Green um, uh, Artist Studios and now it's almost exclusively visual artists which is huh. great because the, the bands were like 10 dudes in their cars with 12 packs of beer raising hell and spray painting the walls and as a musician I don't 
mind saying that it was a little out of control. And now it's mostly artists who you never see, and they come in one at a time. And well, you, uh, still so have, that's, you still have Doug Garrison over there with his drums. Doug is there, one of he, the few musical things we still have. Doug rehearses there. And now, a who is of Doug guys. Garrison? He plays he's, with, the, with the Iguanas. He's, oh, he's okay. my, uh, my lifelong guy. rhythm section partner since Fantastic 1984. Guy. He was in the, uh, the ARP commercial we were talking about. He, he was, was the drummer yes, on that. Yes, because yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're really going off, off, uh, off topic, but yes... Uh, uh, Yes, Doug was in the. Doug's a good guy. Uh, yeah. He's a great guy. But anyway, yeah. So that's now basically an artist complex. Now it's called the uh, Lafitte Artist Complex, is what we call it. There it's right go. on the Lafitte Greenway, and um, that whole neighborhood has been completely revitalized by the Greenway. And, and it's very dangerous, though, isn't it? No, it's not dangerous. Sure, it's a very, very good, uh, thriving neighborhood. They put in this Greenway across the street, and the city is tearing down all their old brake tag stations and crap. And there's a good police presence, all 600 of them. And uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty <laughs> yeah. good. I've been there for you, 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 40 years. You think that, man? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I run the place, and that's my experience. So. Okay, right, all right. Well, you know, I I, I was uh, on this topic. I was uh, underneath my house on Bienville Street yesterday, uh, on my back, uh, looking up with uh, with been dirty there. dirty water falling in my face. Okay, oh, and, and when I'm doing these things, uh, I always think. Yeah, you know, if you have a little bit of extra money to invest in yeah, something, just get a professional going to the house. And you, and, and you house. like touching other people's filth. Uh, <laughs> you know, being a small-time landlord might be for you. Man, I, with my building, I do I do everything. I do the roofing, the plumbing, the electrical, building, and the whole nine yards. And I've been, I've crawled through every kind of scum imaginable. Right. Also under my own house. When we have a freeze here and all the pipes break. Yeah. And you have no water to wash your hands while you're trying to fix the plumbing. <laughs> you get yeah, sure you get yeah, a uh, lot, of, lot of fun by galvanized pipe, and you have a, yeah. a tap and die, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, and a, and a measure tape. The new thing is that blue plastic stuff, which you just click it in, and you're done. It doesn't right, freeze. It's right. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do they call that stuff? It's, uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I got to get some. Got to invest this in this some. This concludes uh, the contracting portion of the sure, podcast. Sure, sure, sure. But we like to talk about everything. Yeah. You know, we like to bring it up, bring it down. Well, uh, well, Jimmy, this, this has been so great. I, I don't think this has uh, fallen short of your expectations, has no, it? No, this is great, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's really fun. I, I love you guys. You've been fabulous, man. We go thank back a you ways. for being on this show, and thank you for supporting me through over these years. And we got to vote and, for Manny next yeah, election, folks. And, uh, I, I don't live in Orleans yeah, Parish, so I can't yeah, vote for him, and, but I'm a supporter. Uh, so. and, and thank you for supporting Cranston, because he needs a lot of support. Yeah, well, the Clements brothers, you know, we're all, we're all behind brothers, them, yeah. you know. We, we Branson and I play in the New Orleans yeah. Guitar Masters with John Rankin, and we do we yeah, John all the time. Rankin, oh, we're going to play, uh, I don't know when this air, we're going to play the Constantinople stage on July 3rd. That might be a little too soon. I have soon no idea what one. you're talking uh, about. No, no this will be out before July 3rd. Constantinople yeah, and that's a fun stage. Gig. Yeah, it's Jack Nolo who puts it on his front porch, and people yeah, sit on the yeah. grass. It's, yeah. it's, it's like an Australian guy, right? Sounds like a hell of a gig. Yeah, he's, anyway. he's, from, he's actually Dutch. He's Dutch, from, okay. From yeah. All okay, all right. Yeah, no, I know Jack. Good guy. Um, uh, yeah, so look for Jimmy uh, with with all these groups, Woodenhead, uh, uh, you know, Guitar Masters and Solo. I'm also gigging with a band called Lost in the Sixties that plays Beatles and Stones and Hollies and Birds, which is really fun. And they get paid at the end of the night very well. Oh, nice guys. Well, that's good. A lot it's of fun, all about yeah. getting paid, man. Yeah. Well, not most of my gigs, but this one. Well, is. you know, <laughs> if, if I were you, and I would love a, you know, it's all about getting paid. You know, I you know, I haven't been, I haven't made a dime from this podcast. No, but I, I know, keep doing and, this. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, come the revolution will abolish money, yeah. so yeah. There you go. Okay. All right, Jimmy. Well, uh, uh, Jimmy's uh, letting the cat out of the bag, but, uh, you know, I guess uh, no no harm, no foul. Anyway, okay. thank you guys. It was a pleasure. Thank, thank you so you, much, man. Jimmy. And, You've been fabulous. And, and, Jimmy, you know, as always in the troubled nation, we like to say trouble never ends. But it continues to struggle. The struggle continues. All right. <laughs> trouble All right. be this. Good night. All right, guys. Falling, falling, flat on the ground Big wine bottle is dragging me down When I went to the doctor, the doctor said Where the hell you been, boy? 
look half dead Doctor, I can't stop drinking. 